Welcome to the Winging It Travel Podcast with me, James Hammond, where every Monday I'll be joined by guests to talk about their travel stories, travel tips, backpacking advice, and so much more. Right now, I'm taking the podcast on the road traveling with me. So tune in every week for short form episodes detailing all my travels alongside my Monday guest episode. Are you a backpacker, traveler, gap year student, or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you. This is a casual, informative podcast designed for you to inspire you to travel. There'll be stories to tell, tips to share, and experiences to inspire. Welcome to the show. Hey, yeah, just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5. Or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with TeePublic, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as t-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling, podcasts, and other stuff. Hello, and welcome to this last mini series episode of Jordan. And today I'm going to cover Wadi Rum, Aqaba, and the last day in Amman, pretty much by the airport. And that will conclude our Jordan trip for two weeks. So Wadi Musa to Wadi Rum, it was an early start in the morning because we had to be at the office for our desert camp day and night by pretty much 9.30 to 10. So we left about quarter to seven in the morning from the hostel. Again, we got an early breakfast as requested by the hostel owner. Very nice indeed. Packed that up, took it with us for pretty much two-hour drive. We got to Wadi Rum probably for about 8.45 and searched for a coffee. And that was located at the start of the town. So as you go into Wadi Rum, you're going to have to stop at the office to get your Jordan Pass kind of scanned and confirmed. They say, yep, good to go. And you drive into the town for another 10 minutes. And once you come into town, the first thing you see is, I guess it's like a little bus station on the right, there's some pop-up stalls there, and one does coffee, and that's the best thing we could find that early in the morning. So with a classic Nescafe coffee in hand, we then walked to the office of the Bedouin Campsite and Tours to meet Ahmed. I arranged this through the website, actually. I might link that into the show notes, and connect with Ahmed via text and call, uh, because that's the easiest way that I like to do it. I think I had a Jordan number two, so we just connected that way, not using Booker.com or any third-party people. And that's very easy to book. You fill out a little form, how many people, they tell you the price, and done. And you pay cash when you arrive to the office. Joining us was a little family of French people, mum, dad, and a son. And all five of us were in the same pickup truck all day, doing the day tour. And at night, it's a bigger camp where other people stay too. But I'll come to that in a second. So what do we book? We booked a day tour in Wadi Rum, which cost 60 jod each, so 120 in total. That also includes the accommodation at night. You get lunch, dinner, and breakfast, and obviously transport in and out. And during the day, you're going to see some sites of Wadi Rum. So by Jeep, they take you to all these different areas where you can climb on rocks and sand dunes and get the most spectacular views of Wadi Rum. Ahmed's brother, Hussein, was our guide, a bit younger and very positive and quite fun. He also spoke a little bit of English, so that's great. 
and I think he liked my attempts at speaking Arabic. Quite funny. And he took us to all these different viewpoints. Now, they all go to the same areas, the, the tour groups, and it's kind of scheduled in the same way. So first of all, we drove into the desert, and about 10 minutes in already, you're at this like water place where there's like natural water come down from the rocks and you can climb right up to the top of the rocks and see that fountain, but also see the views of the run. We were absolutely knackered from three days of hiking and walking. So we kind of climbed like a quarter of the way up and sat there by the rock and admired the view. That was still a great view. Some of the people, including the people in our pickup truck, climbed all the way to the top and got views up there. I was a bit worried about missing out, but as the day went on, there's plenty more to come. Now, these viewpoints don't really have a name. So for the whole day, it was just pick up truck, arrive at a place, climb some rocks, he'll tell you where to go, go through his canyon, see some cool stuff, cool views, get some pictures, come back, and I'll take you to the next place. And that was all day, and that was pretty cool because it wasn't too strenuous, but it was enough there to get you going. The Probably the hardest part was the sand dune. I think that's second on the tour, climbing the sand dune to a viewpoint in sand, pretty tough and hot. This was a hot day. And for lunch, he met his cousin at this like remote rock, middle of absolute nowhere, had some shade and they cooked lunch for us and the other pickup truck that his cousin was tour guiding with. And we had lunch together. And then in the afternoon, more viewpoints. Uh, there was a canyon where we walked in between the rocks and climbed some rocks and stuff. And also we cooked a football around, had a bit of football fun. And then we went to a coffee place, which is like a Bedouin coffee shop slash cafe, if you like. Basically, it's a huge tent, souvenirs in there, and you sit down and have a coffee or tea with the locals and also other tour group members too. So we sat in there for about half an hour, and it's great to see the Bedouins all getting together, having a laugh, having a chat, and having some great tea. The tea is sensational in Jordan, best tea I've ever had. And pretty much at the end, they took us to a sunset point, and this viewpoint is actually quite big. So each couple or group of people can find their own little slot, and we found a little place on the rock, sat in there, and just watch the sun go down. Quite idyllic. The guys seemed to cook their own food. I guess they had dinner early. And then after that, they took us to the camp. Now, the camp was way more luxurious than I was thinking. Initially, we had booked Sleeping Under the Stars because we wanted the mattress and, like, the viewpoints of the stars and all that sort of stuff in a cave or a canyon, whatever. But they actually advised us not to do that. Not sure what the reason was. One, it was actually pretty cold, so I'm glad we didn't do that. But two, it was actually the end of Ramadan. So I'm not sure how they thought they could kind of staff that. A few reasons in there why we didn't do it. But we ended up staying in a tent. Now these tents had a double bed, proper door to close. So it's like an actual freestanding tent, not like a, a flimsy door that you fling open or not. And it had a socket for electrical stuff to charge. So fully equipped with everything that you need. Nice mattress, pretty spacious. The camp also had these toilets that were some of the best I've seen travelling. Full-on showers, toilets with toilet paper, loads of bathroom space. They were huge, absolutely incredible. And then the dinner hall, equally the same. A huge bricked hall, buffet-style dinner. At the end, go and get as much as you want, queue up, and you sit on the side with a cup of tea or a Coke or water, eat your dinner. And at the end, you sit around the fire. And they sometimes play songs, sometimes they don't. But we sat around, had tea. A lot of people were knackered by nine o'clock and went to bed anyway. And we were absolutely done in. So overall, amazing for the price in terms of the whole day touring in Wadi Rum. Great food, fantastic hospitality, 
great bathrooms, a bit luxurious, more than I thought. And also just a thoroughly enjoyable one to two days. Would highly recommend it. So the next morning we left super early and got back to the office for 8.30, 9am. And the plan was to go to Aqaba. Aqaba sits on the Red Sea. And all we had planned for this is a hotel for two nights, chilling out, aircon, go to a few coffees, look at the sea and don't do much. It's been an hour drive from Wadi Rum to Aqaba. So we got down there, got to our hotel and we're able to check in a bit earlier, which was nice. And our hotel was called Al Riati Hotel Apartments. And it's right bang in the central part of the kind of tourist district of Aqaba, quite near the Hilton Hotel. There's free parking around there. And you've got everything that you need right on the doorstep. Restaurants, shops, beach, cafes, the whole lot. This was 79 jod for two nights and no breakfast. But if I'm honest, I think we're kind of fine with that. We want to chill out and go and get our own stuff. But as soon as we got into... Aqaba, the first thing we needed was internet, but also a trendy coffee at a cafe. Had a bit of research, and we noticed that in Aqaba, there's like a, a yacht area, like a yacht club, marina type place where all the boats are out on the front, and behind that are some restaurants and cafes, and there's loads along there. So we chose one of those cafes, and it was called Joy Cafe. Fantastic espresso coffee, Americanos, great views out to sea. And I had a little swing in there. We sat in there, had a little swing. Fantastic area. Would highly recommend that whole area, but also that cafe. Then went to the hotel and chilled out. That night, we did not go out because I had a four-hour conversation with Frank Paradis for another podcast episode. I won't reveal yet what we discussed, but that was kind of taken over in the evening and we didn't go out for dinner. But we had quite a few snacks left over from the breakfasts last couple of days and snacks and stuff. So we kind of had nothing. And then the rest of Akaba was chilling out in the hotel walking around to go into different cafes. We did entertain going to a resort to do half a day by the sea. After the first day we got there, the second day was actually quite windy and it wasn't worth it because you had to pay 10, 20 jod just to go there and have the access to the facilities. So we drove up there, decided not to do that, came back and we went to a few cafes over our time there. So I want to recommend the V60 cafe. They do a fantastic coffee. That's right around the corner from the hotel. Ella Bakery. They do fantastic omelettes if you want a breakfast. That's not McDonald's. And Maria Speciality Coffee. They do great gelato ice cream, but also coffee too. All costing around one to two jod for the coffees. And a restaurant I would highly recommend actually. It's called Papaya Restaurant. It's right bang in central where we're staying. And they do kind of a world cuisine. Unfortunately, again, I had lentil soup, which I love. But I now have to reject eating lentils because they just give you the shits. I'm obviously allergic to them in some way. I react badly to them. And I've now decided not to have them. Devastating. After one last Ella breakfast, which was obviously an omelette and a coffee, we got in the car and drove back to Amman. Now, the road from Aqaba to Amman is sensational. Fully paved, three lanes, I think. 120 kilometers an hour, no speed bumps. Away you go. Dream road. The only speed bumps you come to is the odd town that it might pass through, but there's not that many. Just watch out for that. But any built-up areas, just make sure you slow down. And it do give you a bit of warning on this road, but an absolutely brilliant road compared to other roads in Jordan, which were a bit ropey. And our plan was just to stay at a hotel near the airport called Caprio Hotel. And that was purely based on location. Five-minute drive the next morning that we can drop the car off. And on the way to that hotel, we stopped off at a cafe called Y Coffee, which had the best coffee I tasted in Jordan. And we actually went there twice on the way to the hotel to check in and next morning before getting our flight. Check those guys out. About 10 minute drive from the airport. 
And Caprio Hotel is brilliant because great location, fairly reasonably priced. The guy at the hotel will help you order food. We weren't really keen on going out and the, the options around there is not great, especially with vegetarian, but we found somewhere across the road. He rang them up, asked if they do vegetarian food. They sort of agreed on some stuff and they delivered it to the hotel as well. So fantastic, got that. I had like half a chicken and chips and I had some cheese sandwich and stuff like that. Well worth doing. Don't know the name of the restaurant, I'm afraid. But if you go to that hotel and it's across the road, I think it's pretty easy for them to find out. Other than that, next morning, dropped the car off. We were flying to Abu Dhabi to have a week in the UAE before going to Oman. So overall, Jordan, the last few days was fantastic. Lots of desert sites. Thoroughly enjoyed the experience in the desert, staying in the tent, up sand dunes, great views, great price, I think, for that experience. And Aqaba is kind of a, like a resort town where it's a bit more loose, if you like. Maybe Jordanians go there to chill out. I even saw some Jordanians drinking on the street, so I think there's very much chill place got mcdonald's there good car park in there hilton hotel is obviously there so all the amenities are in akaba good places to kind of finish a trip and the red sea is there if the days are swapped in terms of weather we would have gone to probably somewhere along the red sea to chill out by the sea and go in it but unfortunately the last full day we had there was windy so we sat that off you know if it was sunny we definitely would have done that so overall jordan was a fantastic experience two weeks we covered all i would say the main highlights I don't really think I missed out on anything, really. Petra was done, Wadi Rum, Aqaba, Amman, the capital as well. And obviously the Dead Sea was a good highlight too. And Dana Biosphere was fantastic. So those activities are all worth doing. Very easy to arrange. You can arrange on the ground before you go. But cash is king in Jordan, so you need to get some cash. Card is available too. And in terms of budget, I think it's mid-range. It's definitely nowhere near expensive as somewhere like Oman, where I am now. But maybe not as cheap as some places in Dubai, I'm not sure, or Abu Dhabi. It's kind of a mix, but definitely more expensive than Lebanon. So they're kind of your base points for budget, really. But you should get there. Any questions, you can email me or message me on my social media. I'd be happy to help out. I'll try and give you any links that you want for anything that we've done in terms of locations of accommodation or tours. Anything you need, I can help out with that too. Thanks for tuning in for Jordan. And next will be one episode probably on UAE, which is Abu Dhabi and Dubai. And then there'll be an Oman series after that. Thanks for tuning in and I'll catch you next time. Thank you.